All right, everybody, welcome to the Primo Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, joined as always with my co-host, Phil Hayes. Phil, how's it going? It's going great. How's, how are, is everybody out in the podcast fear? <laughs> the podcast is fear, is it, did you coin that term? Yeah, trademark. So today, the title of our episode is, You Did What? Say, huh? Uh, so this is going to be the biggest mistakes that still stick with us today. Because we're not perfect. In the no. primo world, we have the primo mentality, but we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We're human too. So we're going to give you guys a little firsthand account of some of the biggest mistakes we've made as a company, as individuals. Um, we're, we're, we're letting you guys behind the scenes here. We're, we're telling you some stuff and you know, some of the stuff might've made it to the customer. Some of it may yeah. have not. It's stuff that we might've caught, but throughout the day, there's always going to be times where you make mistakes. So I guess we're trying to not get down on ourselves. We're just trying to open it up a little bit and show you guys that, you know, Hey, Mistakes get made, but as long as you fix them, it's okay. Phil, I'm going to have you, these are, these are all the last two shows. These have been your ideas for yeah. the, the, the shows, which I think they're, they're great. Um, nice. because it does allow us to kind of reflect a little bit on, you know, the things that we've done in the past. So I'm going to let you start things off here and okay. just kind of, uh, open up. Well, I'd like to start by saying that I love the saying, uh, that Pam from the office said, what was it? Poe buddies nerfed. She said, that's how I like to think of this episode. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Um, and I just want to kind of let you guys know about my mistakes. Some of my big ones that I will never forget about because my brain won't let me. So the first one is this had to be back. I bet you this was seven, eight years ago. This was probably the first couple of years I started at the shop. And we, we had a job that had probably, I don't know, 200 names to be pressed on the back of them. Now, it wasn't fun, believe me, but um, we had four different colors of shirts. Each one gets a name. I think it got a different color name. Or no, it didn't get different colors. No, no the colors were all the same. The colors of the shirts were different, and right. the names that corresponded yeah. were specifically to a color shirt. And as you see, Zach remembers this mistake very well also. It was a big one. So what I did was I pressed all, I think it was maybe 50 shirts. I pressed the wrong names on the wrong color. So I think it was like Jade Dome was one of the colors. Wow, and the, you got, you're getting into specifics. Oh, yeah. And then the other one, I can't remember. It might have been like a Cali Blue or something. It's irrelevant. They're similar. They're similar color. One's more green and one's more blue. So yeah. one could see how the mistake could get. We could see how it could get started. As much as I do appreciate you saying they're similar colors, they're not that similar. This um, is when we found out Phil was colorblind. Yeah. I And I pressed Fit like 50 names on the wrong shirt. And anybody in the screen print business knows names are not fun to get off the back of shirts. There's a solvent that oh comes with gosh. it. You got to really just rub at it to get it out. And it takes, it takes so much longer to get the names out than it actually does to press them. So you've, you've tripled your yeah. time on these it, easily. And it burns your eyes. It burns your hands. It makes my hands like all white and nasty. It's Hold on. I think Ocean might be listening. Hold yeah, off. Right? I don't know. No, well, I, we he don't, was wearing rubber gloves and a mask. And also we don't use that solvent anymore. But um, the thing is, is that when, the second I realized it, because I didn't know I did it until, like I said, I was about 50 deep. And the second I realized it, I'm not even kidding you. I did contemplate quitting. I was like, I'm just going out the door. In, instant panic. Uh, oh my God. Went to go throw up because he was just so sick over it. I swear. I mean, that, and that's the thing too. You make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But when you make one that big, where in my head I go, 
I either have to take 50 names off, which is going to take me probably three or four hours, or, and everybody knows again in the screen printing business that those names don't come off all the way. Right. It doesn't look very good. It's not, the shirt isn't going to be like it was before. Um, and I had to make that decision. Am I just going to face this or am I going to take the chicken shit way and take off out the door? It was almost the end of Primo Phil before it even began. I know. And so we did end up, I told, I think I told Ryan first. I said, can you? That was probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. I said, can you uh, tell Zach? I don't want to tell him because I knew like this was not going to be good. So <laughs> Ryan goes back there. And I remember like watching through the crack of the door thinking like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And it seemed to go okay. Um, you stayed calm. You came out there and just told me, take them all off, put them all back on. So I knew we weren't reordering the shirts, which was good in my head. But um, yeah, I wasn't happy about it. And that took me uh, about four hours or so to get those names off. Yeah, it's never, anytime you're dealing with the, you know, a lot of the mistakes that get made, um, they're caught in the beginning or before it hits the the press which is a lot easier to fix. Yeah, it might cost you some time, but you're never, you know, you're never um, ruining physical product. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's when your cost starts to go up. Um, so so the little things that get caught, it's when it's when it's that final product, and I'm sure the fronts were already printed on the oh, shirts. Yeah. They were already good to go. Um, but you know, it's it, and it always always boils down like if we were trying to get that order out that day then it would have been a bigger issue than having a couple days of padding in there to where we could get that job done um, and make up for that lost time. So I think it boils down to a lot of the times with mistakes and I guess maybe my reactions to them is how hot are we for that job? Right, exactly. Because if it's crunch time and it's like, oh, we just got to press 50 more shirts and we're done. The job's out the door. We can move on to the next one. Right. Then all of a sudden we're in bad shape and it's like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. But that's it's it's obviously something that stuck with you. And usually oh, yeah. when a mistake sticks with you, you don't make it again. Because every time right. I, Phil probably had flashbacks any time that heat press went down that, oh, man, I don't want to make that same mistake again. So I'm going to double and triple check any everything. And and I, I tell this to everybody because I've in the past I've gotten this this reputation of kind of when mistakes are made, I kind of fly off the handle a little bit and I get angry. But you better believe when I make a mistake, I'm 10 times harder than on myself yeah, than I am sure. on any of you guys um, because that's part of it. I don't want those mistakes made again. Like you, you, you fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't, can't, fool get, fool, no can't get fooled again. Uh, but as George W. says. But those are the kind of things where when it constantly happens, that's when you know that you kind of got to check the person and say, all right, maybe this isn't good for you because we've had that happen in the past where it's just the same mistakes made over and over again. One of mine that comes down to production, we did, we did some shirts for, and I still, it was a class of 2012. Yep. We, it was one of those things where it had all the names of the kids on the back. And when I copied and pasted that in, you know, the whole list from the Excel sheet that they gave us, well, the whole thing didn't transfer over. For some reason, it skipped like M N O P. Right. So all those last names were omitted from the 
uh, from the backs of the shirts. Now, when you're talking class shirts, you're talking a large quantity. Oh, yeah. You're talking like three to 500 shirts. And I'm looking at this as we're printing. And I'm like, you know what? This class list, it seems pretty small. Now, mind you, I did send it out for approval on the, on the artwork. They approved it just probably from a layout standpoint. But when, you know, when something like that happens, when they get the shirts back, they're like, we're missing all these kids' names. I'm like, what? And I, you can't go back in that situation and say, well, you approve the artwork because the initial mistake was made on your behalf. Right. It was made when, you know, I didn't double check to make sure. Every, and now I do it every time. I make sure, hey, does this look right? Does it jump from, you know, L to R really quick with the names? And I always make sure, did, did Excel bring everything over? Because when you're in that situation, even if they approved it, you made the initial mistake. So in that situation, we had to reprint all of these shirts basically. And it was, it was a huge learning lesson because you're, you're in this mindset of technology, technology is always going to work. Right. These sheets are always going to be precise. It's going to come over. It's going to import fine, but these programs don't sync up. The art programs we're using with the office suite that they're using it doesn't necessarily make a streamlined connection between programs. And that's what you start to learn over time is that these things don't sync up. I've had the same issues with other things, but I'm double checking them now. And before yeah. you're, you're doing it, you're, you're making sure that all T's are crossed and I's are dotted before you send that to production. So I make those mistakes too, but I learn from them, you know? So that's one that really sticks out in my head. And at that point I got nobody to yell at, but myself, you know right. what I mean? And so that's when I do some soul searching and I'm having that conversation with the guy in the mirror and saying, Hey man, you really mess this one up. This is all on you. It happens. Yeah. And you got to, you, you know, I got to take responsibility now with my customer and explain to them that, you know what, we screwed up and we just didn't catch it. So we'll yeah. reprint them for you. And that costs time. And I never care about the money to, to go in and, and fix something. I carry, I care about the time because Putting that on the press means something else can't get on the press. And then yeah. we're losing more time and it just delays everything. We used to be so tight on our schedules that one little hiccup put you behind for three days because oh, you yeah. didn't have a spare moment on any of your machines. And we learned really quickly that, especially after Ryan left, that you can't do that because you'll never make it up. So we, we've gotten better at that. Yeah, for sure. And that's the biggest thing is that we're all human. Everybody is going to make mistakes. If you say you don't make a mistake, you're lying to yourself because it happens. But that's, I want to reiterate what you said. That is the biggest thing is just making sure that you learn from your mistakes. I have messed up names again. It's happened, but on a super small scale where I might do one here, one there, right? That will never happen again with, you know, messing up Find some names. wood to knock on. Find yeah, I know. some wood to knock on. <laughs> well, I don't press names anymore that often, so working his way up in the world. Too much. That's right. No more names for me. But um, that one traumatized me. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's something where, like, when you know, because I know that you still remember your sure. mistake. I still yeah. remember mine. These mistakes will stick with you for a long time, and it's hard to get them out of your head. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Your mistake should stick in your head. It should when you're not performing to where you should be. That should stick out to you. And it's and it's how you handle the mistake too. You talked about wanting to you're you had one of two options. You either want to walk out the door and never come back or you were gonna cop to it. Right. What did you do? 
You cop, cop to, to it. it. And that and what did we do? We cop to our mistake when we we didn't include the names on the shirt and we said this was our responsibility. We apologize. We're going to get it fixed for you because if you don't fix your mistakes, then you lose confidence with the customer or your boss or whoever you're dealing with. Anything in life, if you're making mistakes, stand up, be a man and cop to it because if you don't, you lose credibility, you lose respect and it's not worth it because guess what? Everybody, as mad as people are, at the end of the day, what do they want? They want it fixed. Did I, did I, was I going to sit there and bash you for making the mistake and call you an idiot and say, (laughs) Phil, you're a, what's wrong with you? What are you thinking? No. What did I say? Fix Fix it. it. Fix it. That's all they want. That's what I want as a boss. That's what I, and then, and that's where, you know, let's lead into my, my biggest mistake and some of the the battles I had here with, and it's not copying to mistakes and making excuses, uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put dad on blast right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so little backstory here. I okay, when Ryan left the company, we were scrambling. We needed a uh we needed a fix. We needed somebody to kind of come in there and help because I knew Phil was gonna have a lot of new pressures on him. So my my dad volunteered to take an early retirement from his job and come in and work for us. Not for free. He was getting paid. He was on. He was, but it was a it was a whole new ball game. My dad spent you know what probably forty some odd years in yeah. uh, the automotive industry and the right. design industry for 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 the big three and or some in in some capacity, way shape or form. But you know this was uncharted territory for him. And he said, "Okay, come in." And and it it was it was one of those things where. I think we both thought it was going to be a great, good fit for good sure. fit for both yeah. of us. And and at first, I, I think it kind of was, but you know, as we got going, I think it was very clear that these were two different industries. Oh yeah, and definitely. that the things that he knew from his his background in automotive didn't translate to screen printing. It didn't, you know, the our our timelines of having to get things done in, you know, a two day turnaround instead of having, you know, working on a two month project, we're just very different beasts and, and it wasn't working, you know? Yeah. And, and that, you had more, you, Phil's got more insight on this than I do because Phil was basically the, the middleman yeah. and Phil was getting pulled by both of us. And just right. like, you know, my dad had a way of, of wanting to do things, but you know, I have my way and we weren't just going to completely switch things up because we still had to get work out. We still had to get the jobs done and it, it could have been a, a, a somewhat of a, a transition period, but it was just stuff wasn't getting done. Right. And what it was too was that he he spent you guys spent your whole life being father and son. He was he was the boss, he was in charge, and then it went to you're now his boss, his son is his boss. And I think that might have been tough for him. Um, well, he de- he definitely didn't listen to me. That's for no, sure. No, <laughs> he was that, not willing to. And that was the thing is like I think that with you guys, then this might be good for like for us to do a big podcast. On oh, this we will. We will. There's we're here. we're gonna do a one. So I I've got a few people on my list of like right. big one on one interviews I want to do that really yeah. pertain to what 
happen throughout our process. You know, dad's on that list of one of them and, and we'll, we'll see get, if we can get him in here. And and Ryan's on the list for the other right. one because I think that just that sit down would be extremely interesting because people have heard so much about that was the kind of flip. Right. And this sure. this follows into it too, because there's a lot that neither one of us has hashed out about it because you know, I'll let you I'll let you keep going into it, but right. you know, I don't think Dad and I have really ever spoke about this situation. I don't think so either. Since it happened, <laughs> I don't because think he wants to talk about because, it. Because, and we we have a great relationship, you know. Right. We it, and it, it was it was a little dicey for a while after yeah. it all went down. But like, we have a great relationship. We don't dwell on it. We're not the type of people that hold grudges. But yeah, it was it was bad the it way it all bad. went down. For sure. And that was the thing. Like you said, I was kind of in the middle of it. And so basically, to let you guys know, what happened was, so like Zach said. It, it wasn't working out, um, and just one day, it all came to a head, and it was the Clash of the Titans. As Again, I love my office references, as Kevin would say from The Office. It was the Clash of the Titans, and everybody was, <laughs> was there for this, and it was, it was a battle for the ages, that's for sure. Well, it, it basically stemmed from, and, and this is how it all kind of, you know, we transitioned this into the, or segued into it was, you know, there was a mistake that was made, a job got ran incorrectly, and instead of saying that, you know, okay, I, I, I see that, we we did this wrong, we we exposed it incorrectly, we didn't pull it right, we didn't double check the spec sheet, instead of saying we copped to the mistake, there were excuses. It was Bob Marshall band. It was, yes, Bob Marshall band. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. And that there was, a, there were, it was, it was not his fault. It was, it was my fault. I should have, I, I forget what it was that I was supposed to do, but it was my fault, even though everything I sent was what we were supposed to have. And, uh, I think he was at his wits end at that point. So he was not going to take blame. And yeah. all I wanted to do, all I wanted was just admit that you you made a mistake and he wouldn't right. do it. So that's when it all came to a head. We were yelling at each other and long story short, I fired my father <laughs> from the job. He left his job to come help me and I fired him. And right. based on what he said, he goes, I've never, <laughs> never... <laughs> I've never been never in my life have I been fired from a job and my own son is going to fire me. And yes, that that's how it all went down. I said, yep, that's it. We're done. Right. Go. So I don't I don't need your help anymore. So for anybody that thinks that, uh, you know, I won't get fired because I'm family, they, I can say, no, it's happened. But I think the thing is, is that I think both of you guys were. I think he was at his wit's end as far as like he didn't want to do the job anymore. I think right. it was a little more strenuous than he thought it was going to be. It's a, we do a, we put out a lot of work here. Um, it's, it's it was in the summer. It was it's, it was so hot. we know we know the fam's diet plan is to yeah. just work during the summer because it's hot in there with the presses. Everybody was dropping weight he, left and right. He lost thirty pounds while he worked there. He worked there like five months. He dropped thirty pounds, and it's not a sweatshop, okay, guys. Yeah. It's really not. But it's just it's a lot of work, and you got to put the physical work in. But I think he was at his wits end. He wanted out. Uh, he had an office job, you know, his whole life. I think he appreciated a lot more after that. Sure. Um, I think you were at your wits end. I think you didn't think it was working out. I think both of you were looking for a way out and maybe it was one of those things where you didn't want to go to him and say, Hey, you're done. He didn't want to come to you and say, Hey, I don't want to help anymore. Right, and right. I think you both just kind of ended up 
but I, had. I, I, I didn't give him the opportunity to quit. I, right. I, I pulled the first punch and, yeah. and told him he was fired. Uh, so I guess that would, I mean, in hindsight, I guess that's a mistake on my part because I should have given him the opportunity instead of, you know, getting angry. We should have let cooler heads prevail and sit down and say, okay, this isn't working out. Give me a week and, you know, we'll figure it out because it just wasn't working. And that's the thing. We were, we were both too scared to go to the other one and just be like, Hey, something's got to give here. You know what I mean? We're, we're not, it's not working out for either one of us. So one of my biggest mistakes, I guess would be, you know, how I handled the, the exit of uh, dad here from, from the job because he did give up a lot right. to come help. Luckily, he was able to go get his other yeah. job back. They wanted him back. I think he had right. planned on going back in some capacity yeah. um, just because they were looking to to get him back in um, because he's good at what he does there. It right. just didn't translate to um, the, the, the screen printing world. And I think that applies to a lot of jobs. It's like just because you're successful in one field – doesn't mean that you can walk in anywhere tomorrow. I mean, I, I think if I walked into to his job and tried to do it, I would I would be lost by lunchtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's just the nature of it. We have to realize what we're what we're good at and what we're not so good at. But I think of so so I we're gonna give him a chance to explain his side of the story. And I I would I would uh, I would mark that comment. mark that on your calendar, for guys, sure. for when we we roll that podcast out because it could get heated again. Like I said, we've yeah. never. We've never, he might walk out. I might fire him from the podcast. I don't know. We'll, don't we'll know. see what happens. We'd need Phil with like a referee shirt on or something I, in the corner. I'm not doing that again. I, that's how I felt that day. I mean, it, and it's something too. I think that uh, once you guys do, I, I don't know if it's good for you to talk about it again, but I think you're both at the point yeah, now. It's ex- been, like you said, nobody's holding grudges. No. Um, I know I've talked to him about it. It's totally done with in his mind, obviously. Yeah, so. we've gotten past that. There's sure. there's grandkids now. There's yeah. uh, there's life to be lived. Like not we're not going to dwell on that. But no. I think the I think it would be interesting to get like his take because that's a lot of stuff where you know maybe it was the first time somebody was willing to kind of like give it back to me. Like I've always, For sure. I've gone in on Phil at times, and you know Phil doesn't give it back I to know. me. Phil I, I never Phil. Have. Phil's not the type to be confrontational or to no. give it back. And sometimes when you're you're the boss, you don't want to hear it. And then when somebody finally does let you hear it, you uh, you shy away from it and you don't like what you hear. And that's yeah. that's just a fact of the matter. And I think at that point, too, um, I was so, you know, we were so tight on everything that even talking to Phil, it's like, I don't I don't want to go in on Phil because if Phil quits, Cause he can't handle it anymore. I'm, I'm SOL. I'm shit right. out of luck, you know? So that was, I guess dad was the buffer between the two of us. I think um, so. yep. and, and for better, or for worse, I mean, long-term it worked out well, but, uh, we'll, we'll get him in here to give his side of the, the story because that could be, that could be a long form. Po- that might be an hour long podcast here. Um, yep. but Phil, do you have any other mistakes that you want to touch on? I, I mean, I could go on all day. We've been doing this for a long time, but, um, those are the big ones that really stick with me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So it's obviously there's, there's production issues, there's management issues, and these are always things that are going to come up in, uh, in life and in your job and in your, uh, and in your path for entrepreneurship. But I think the most important thing to remember is it's not, about the mistakes you make, it's about how you handle them. And that 
is what we're reflecting on a little bit. You know, it's like, let's, you know, that makes you a better person, makes you better at what you do. You're going to make mistakes, but don't let those mistakes stand out. Let the, the way you handled it and what you learned from it be what stands out to you. So once again, we want engagement with our audience. So I know we're not the only ones who screw stuff up. You guys have mistakes you've made. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on it. Uh, tweet us at Primo Tees, uh, or at Primo Phil with your mistakes. Uh, maybe send us some pictures on Instagram at Primo USA or at Primo Phil. Uh, we'd love to see, uh, you know, see what you guys have learned from your mistakes over time. Uh, because much like everything else in life, everything's a struggle. Content is king and the struggle is real. So we want to hear back from you. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next time. Hopefully we have some good uh, interview podcasts lined up for you. Peace out, guys. See ya.